0: What's up podcast? This is Match Lava, and you're listening to the Rogue to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Match Lava. and today is Thursday, May 5th, 2022. It has been a busy day for me. I have been doing a lot of research today. That's primarily what I've been doing most of the week is a lot of research, just a lot of looking into products, a lot of looking into Amazon and really trying to make sure that I can get this thing right whenever I really start transitioning a lot of my business into moving on to Amazon. Um, If maybe you're tuning in for the first time in a little while, a lot of the reason I've been moving towards an Amazon business is because Amazon's a business that requires you to have invoices for a lot of the items, if not all the items that you sell. And eBay, a lot of people go onto eBay, they start doing some reselling, they go to garage sales, they go to thrift stores, they find items and they start selling on eBay. And that's totally fine. And you can make a lot of money doing it. You can make a full-time income doing it and probably do decently well for yourself, but there comes a point where if you really want to grow on one of these platforms, you're going to need to do a a kind of legitimizing process where you go and get invoices from either wholesalers or from the companies themselves and sell their product on eBay, Amazon with their permission. And the reason why I've been a little bit frightened about that is because sometimes as resellers, we just go buy things in the stores and then we we sell them online and There was recently one of the bigger resellers out there, and I've talked about it before, but he got his account on eBay clipped for that, and you your account clipped on Amazon for the exact same thing. And so I've been doing a lot of research on that. That's been super productive for me. That's probably what I'm going to focus on for the majority of my time, in the upcoming year at least, is kind of where I'm leaning towards, is doing a lot of Amazon. And while it is easier to get your account suspended on Amazon, you can sell items that you can get a lot of invoices for, and wholesalers are kind of set up to provide invoices and things like that. So, we're gonna see. I'm still doing a lot of research on it and looking into it, but that's where I am right now. It's been a big day for reselling, though. I do wanna talk about that real quick. I'm probably gonna start doing some recaps for the day as to what's been going on in reselling. I think that would be helpful and kind of interesting to look back on and see how things have changed. If you had started, like if I had started this podcast maybe in 2005, and I don't even think I was like eight years old then. But like if I had, it would have been something where I would have talked about eBay and how it was the main selling platform and how you need to get on eBay and how there's a lot of hurdles and they've just, I think that was recently like when they had started working with PayPal a little bit. So you're like, okay, PayPal's there and this is a big transition for eBay, but it's going to make things so much easier because you're not sending cash in the mail. And then they would have done something where amazon comes along and now early 2010 2011 2012 i probably would have started talking about this new platform called amazon where sellers can go and sell and it seems like there's a lot of traction on it. and then i would have moved on and talked about how big amazon's grown until now we're here and there's still people selling on ebay there's still people selling on amazon we have poshmark mercari goat StockX. we got platforms out the wazoo and it's just something where I think it's interesting to look back and see what's going on currently in reselling, so I want to talk about that for a little bit. Some of my stuff may be off the cuff, though, just because I it's not traditional reselling news, and one of the things I'm going to bring up today is probably not, and it's also maybe, like, I'm not going to do the a ton of like deep deep research on this so i encourage you if you hear anything on here you have questions about definitely do your own research on that and double check in fact check me on it because i'm going to try to keep things as, as realistic as possible and everything but there's definitely some things that i may get wrong along the way but with that being said let's kind of go into what happened this morning and this was one of the bigger things that i woke up to this morning to see on discord uh, there were a couple people talking in discord about one of the main or one of the better bots that's been performing out there. And if you don't know what a bot is, it's basically an automated checkout software. A lot of sites obviously don't like when people use them because they want to get their product out to as many people as possible. But if you want to be able to get a lot of items from a Shopify store, you want to be able to get a lot of items from a retail store before it sells out, a lot of people start using bots. And people have used them before. I've used them personally before, but I don't currently really use any. Um, at least not consistently. I, I still have a couple, but like I don't run them or anything that consistently anymore. But there are some that I have run and I probably will run as long as it's like not like some sort of like legal issue or anything like that. But there was a bot that I don't know what the team was doing. They pushed up an update because you got to imagine a lot of these sites, they want to be able to update the site to combat the bot from checking out to stop the bot. And so it's this kind of this back and forth cat and mouse game between the developers of the bot and the website itself and I guess they released an update for the bot to basically make it perform a little bit better and it did it performed really well because what happened was is you have a lot of inexperienced or they have some experienced developers but they're not like the the caliber that you would find at a google or a facebook developer I mean these kids are still learning and a lot of them are still high school early college and they're still learning their way through it and I guess there was a bug in the software where it would randomly open the bot and then start all the tasks on the bot and whatever was like in stock on the sites, it just checked out and it like kept checking them out until it either ran out of space on the card, like the credit card, or all the tasks had checked out. And so you gotta imagine some of the people with like big, big bot setups where they have hundreds or thousands of tasks and each one of those is like, if you went to the website yourself on Google Chrome and try to check out, All of these are running and they're all attached to their credit card and people are waking up and and they have somewhere between the, you know, like $0 to like 10K worth of charges on their credit card. And it's all because this software opened up and just started running. And, and like, I don't, obviously I don't think it was like it by design. I don't think that the developers would do that, but it was just like, I don't know what I would do if that happened. I would be pretty shocked. And so it was one of the bigger things because you kind of got to make sure that you're, you are following and, and kind of understanding the risks associated with running some of these softwares or with just what you're doing in general with business because there's the opportunity. If you own a bot and maybe somebody passes an update that wasn't necessarily debugged properly, that you could wake up to that sort of thing. And if, you're, if you've are if you been botting for a while, maybe you understand this. Um, th- that's not likely. It, I've never heard of that happening before. It was surprising to see it come from one of the bigger teams out there with one of the better Shopify bots. But it it just it just know that there's definitely risks associated with every sort of business venture you can go on, and unfortunately for some people, there were a uh, a large amount of charges on their card as they checked out. I don't know how many pairs of of sneakers, but I mean, if you're looking at an average price of between 100 and 200 dollars per pair, I mean, and that a lot of shoes that are still in stock on sites. So let's not forget, they're usually not able to be resold for very much profit at all because they're still in stock and that means that there wasn't that much demand. And a lot of Shopify sites you can't cancel or return on. Now there are a lot that you can cancel or you can return on. But if you're one of those people who just shipped like 40 to 50 pairs to yourself and you can't cancel that, my heart goes out to you because you obviously didn't do it on purpose and it's just this weird thing where like now what do you do? So, either way, um that's something that kind of happened. That was interesting. I wanted to touch on it for a moment just to kind of I don't know. It was, it was wild. It was a wild story. Just the fact that somebody had the bot, they didn't do anything and the bot just opened itself and ran all their tasks and checked out. It, it kind of caught me by surprise. I've never seen that happen before, but I, I guess it's just a new thing that um there's always a first time for everything. So that was one thing that happened. And that's really the the bulk of the big news that we've had today. There hasn't been a ton of stuff that's happened. We did have some releases. We had a couple drops on sneakers. And let's just touch on those for a moment. So, we had four pairs of dunks released on the Sneakers app. And for those of you who don't know what the Sneakers app is, it's Nike's uh, release system where they do some, some sort of raffle. And we're not exactly sure how they choose, but it has something to do with, at least I'm pretty sure, it has something to do with how much you bought on Nike with the set account and how much stock there is available. And then they have their own things in the background that determine who wins and all that kind of stuff. So, they did four pairs of dunks there's a pair of dunk high i think they were women's and they were like bright pink and white there was a pair of dunk low men's in court purple with they were white and purple there was a pair of dunk low next natures in black and white and then there was a pair of like these i think they were like dunk low i don't remember what they were called some sort of like safari looking low but it wasn't like the good looking dunk low safaris it was like They took a part of those and then threw a bunch of different types of animals onto this shoe. And if you look up the shoe, you would see why. It looked like, I think there was like a cheetah print on it, a zebra print, like all these different like animal prints that necessarily wouldn't look very good on any shoe. So anyway, I didn't go for that. I went for the purple and the black pair. The pink pair had a little bit of profit to be made on it, but it wasn't anything substantial. And especially with eBay doing fees now, there's no, like, you can't just make money on any pair of shoes because eBay's out there doing, charging an 8% fee at this point. And so you're not going to be able to profit sometimes on some of these lower profit shoes because now you're not getting everything for a full, like, you're not getting the full amount paid out to you by eBay because they're now charging the 8% fees on top. So that's kind of cut out a lot of sneakers for me, which has kind of been a bummer but I did go for the court purples and the black and white because the black and white shoes and the court purple and white shoes, basically any shoe that's just one of your standard colors and then a white color with it, they tend to do very well because it's a clean looking shoe. You can really wear it any time of the year unless it's like an all white shoe, you probably wouldn't wear that in the winter time because it'll get trashed. But these purple and white, blue and white, black and white, like they all do very well because they are a clean looking shoe and it's just a classic colorway. So those those were do, doing really well. The court purples especially in the bigger men's sizes were just phenomenal. Entered for those, didn't hit on those, so that was a bummer. But if you did hit on those, especially either the court purple and white or the black and white, you're going to do really well with those because the, the panda colorways on dunks have just exploded. And the prices on those things look really good. I, I got a pair in last week that I have to list on eBay, but I think that the total... Price on them was somewhere around like 100, 110 bucks and resells well over $200 for the size I got. And that's a lot of bigger sizes and stuff. So definitely be entering for those on the sneakers app. You can definitely make money with that. If you don't know shoes, just kind of get involved a little bit. Look on the sneakers app, see what's releasing. Cross-check it with eBay and StockX either before the release and then after the release. You can see how prices differ. That's how you can learn about shoes. But definitely some money to be made there, especially on these dunks. And we got a few other dunks, I believe, coming up this week that should be pretty profitable. Um, If not this week, then it should be next week I believe that there's a couple pair of Dunk lows, like a crimson and white and then maybe one other color that's pretty clean looking so you can definitely make some money on those as well outside of that there really hasn't been a ton today I don't think that we had any big releases if we did I didn't see them I've been just doing mainly research and then I went and did a workout and that's been kind of like a huge thing for me. If if you have a day job where you're actually like at a traditional nine to five, this may not work, but it may because I know people that have either a gym located really close to where they work and a decently long lunch break where you have like an hour plus of time or I know people that also have a gym at the place they work and one of my family members actually just like started a new job and they have like a full full indoor gym with like free weights and treadmills and all kinds of stuff there for their employees to use whenever they're not on the clock. So that's just a huge benefit to some places. You can find places like that. And if you do have a gym there, I'd encourage you try breaking up your day either like at lunchtime. This may be tough for people because I've been there like it's not fun. You don't necessarily want to go work out during lunch. You just kind of want to decompress. But for me I've been working out around 1 to 2 o'clock and just getting a, a like a decent workout in where I'm pretty tired at the end and it kind of clears my mind and I can work a lot better. I work really well when I wake up and then I work really well after a workout so I try and stagger my work times for around then. I obviously work most into the night too so like until I go to bed I'm usually doing something that has to do with my business but the best work that I do are both whenever I wake up I can really focus and really get things done and then after a workout. So. That's one of the reasons I wanted to record the podcast. I have a lot more energy right now and it's something that I just get like super pumped up after if I have a good workout and I'd encourage you, if you can either do that at a nine to five or if you work for yourself, try breaking it up and if you are working out, try breaking up the day with that just because it's been super helpful for me for like focusing and it's been very, very helpful for me for like not, not getting in that spot where if you've just been working for, I don't know, four to five hours solid you kinda get in a spot where like your head starts to feel weird and you're just like, I'm kinda sick of like sitting here and doing this and I wish I could take a break. Like that's the break that I think a lot of people could use and not only does it clear your mind, but it like kind of stresses your body out physically to the point where now you're able to kind of think more clearly and your body's a little bit tired, but it seems to always kind of give me more energy and I've heard that from a lot of people. Once you're done with a workout, you still have like a little bit of energy, you just feel better and that's kind of what I've been breaking up my day with, it's been super helpful for me. So, that's what I wanted to touch on today, obviously if you have a different situation that may not work, but if you can work that out, then I would uh, I definitely go for it. So. Anyway, with that being said, I'm going to go. You guys have a great rest of your Thursday, and I will talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.